Like Leah said earlier, it's moved from kind of a mission field to our home. And, and so we're, we're here, we're working, we're serving. But at the same time, I mean, if the Lord, like anybody, if the Lord tells you, hey, you're going to go somewhere else, then you got to listen to that call. Right? Well, I always say we see the flip side of paradise. Nassau is a city with inner city problems. And from the beginning when we got here, we just met a lot of kids with a lot of needs. There's a lot of dysfunctional families, not only here, but we realize other parts of the world as well. But that's basically the youth that we've worked with. Welcome to the Patterns of Truth podcast. The place for casual discussion of biblical principles and difficult questions that face the Christian believer. We believe that the Bible can speak to today's issues, giving us the wisdom and the courage we need for our lives. We are so glad that you are joining us, and you can always find us at patternsoftruth.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for joining us again at Patterns of Truth podcast. I'm Peter, your host for today, and today we are live from the Bahamas, and we are currently located at the kitchen table of uh, two people that I uh, became very familiar with recently, uh, Billy and Leah Slater. And uh, if you have not heard of them before, you are here for a treat. Um, So uh, they are my guests for today. And they were kind enough to allow me to interview them to share a little bit about their life and ministry. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, who are you? Where are you from? Not everything, okay? We, I have questions I have to go through. So, <laughs> so You're trying to say I'm going to talk too long, aren't you? That's very true. I see that. Okay. So my name is Billy Slater. Um, and originally, we come from Wisconsin. Uh, we grew up in Kenosha in the assembly there, and then in the middle 90s, we found out about the Adventure Learning Center, which is a Christian outdoor ed program that operates here in the Bahamas, started by Randy and Kim Greeby out of Wausau, Wisconsin. So we knew Randy and Kim growing up, and they started this mission uh, here in the Bahamas um, in the early 90s, and then they were looking for facilitators to come down to help out with the, the school kids who would come in for a field trip each day. And fast forward a, a couple years, we were asked to go to the Ranfley Home for Children, which is an orphanage here in the Bahamas, to serve as house parents. And Leah was the child care director there. And then I came in as the activities coordinator. How did you meet? Well, we grew up together um, in the same assembly. I'm a bit older. So there really wasn't an interest other than a friendship for a long time. And it wasn't until we were both working at the Ramfrey home, I think that the friendship deepened. So you guys came as single to the Bahamas by yourself? Yes, we came at different times. I came September of 94, and then Billy came down the beginning of 95. And he was still going to school, so he had gone back to school after a semester down there to finish. Okay, so 
What's the, again, could you explain what's the Ramfley home? Yeah, the Ramfley home is a children's home here in the Bahamas, in Nassau. And when we were at the Adventure Learning Center, they asked us if we would come there as house parents. So we lived at the Ramfley home for, well, Leah lived there for about five years, and I lived there for about a year, and then I went and pursued more university. So the Ramfley home is more of a... Um Orphanage, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, okay. And the Adventure Center is, could you explain that more? Because I'm a bit lost with what's the Adventure Center. Okay, Adventure Learning Center was started as a Christian ministry. It's basically a Christian outdoor education program. Um, so the school children from the island would come huh. as a field trip day. Okay. And so... Uh, they would go through three main sections. They would, we would split them off in groups, and they, there was a petting farm, a nature trail, and then a challenge area where you would do uh, different challenges with the group. And then at the end of the day, they would all come together, and we were able to give a gospel message. So in this way, they could reach almost all the children, fifth and sixth grade children on the island um, that would come and eventually it um, opened up to the preschool program as well as high school in later years. So that's how it started with the Adventure Learning Center and then transitioned to the Ramfley home. Okay. So you're still single. So what, what happens after that? Who wants to tell me? I, so when we were at the Ramfley home, we were asked to come on as part of the daily running of that program. And so I was the activities coordinator, Leah was the child care director, and then there was an administrator. And so we did, we did this for, well, I did it for about a year, and then I went off to pursue my social work degree. And I think, if, if Leah will agree with me, <laughs> um, when we left, it was kind of like you missed each other. I would come back and visit from when I had breaks from the university and then we would see each other back in Wisconsin where we grew up because our families were still there. And I think as she mentioned earlier, the, the relationship deepened and then we, I guess, started talking. And then I came back to the Bahamas after university to look for a job. And so then I got a teaching job at a Christian school down here at Kingsway Academy. And so then going to Ranfurly, helping out at Ranfurly. Leah was still at Ranfurly. And so it just kind of, our relationship developed more and more. So the rest is history, right? Yeah. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 20 years later. 20 so, years this year. 20 years, huh? So how many, how many children? Do you have children? We have three children. Okay. And how old are the children? Well, Liam is 17. Samara is 14. And Ariana is twelve. Are they are they still with you in the Bahamas? <laughs> so they're they're with us around the table too. So just for and everybody's giggling right now. <laughs> oh. What was your question, sorry? So there, everybody lives in the Bahamas right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. So t tell us a little bit about your ministry right now in the Bahamas. So. What do you do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? How, how do you serve the Lord? 
are you still serving the Lord with the Ramfley home? Is um, is the ministry changed? If if we do a timeline, um, after we got married, we opened our home, which is called the castle, to young people that were leaving the Ranfley home. At 18, you have to go because um, you age out of the home. And so we, when we lived there, we noticed that there was a number of young people that were leaving that didn't have homes to go back to uh, for whatever situation, or they were renting and then rent hopping or different situations just didn't allow them to have a stable environment. So we noticed that when we lived there. So when we did get married, we felt that the Lord was leading us to open what we would call a transitional home mm-hmm. and have young people come in from either Ranfley. It was mostly Ranfley because we knew those young people already that have come through the home. Mm-hmm. And so not only the transitional home that we have, um, we were still involved with the assembly, with kids club and young peoples. And I mean, we have all the meetings that everybody would have a, a, a Sunday morning, a Sunday school, Bible study on Wednesdays, kids club is on Tuesday. And so that is a big aspect of the ministry right now. But presently we had three young ladies that were here, but not then they left, the latest one left in October of 2023, no, 2022, excuse me. Um, and so right now we don't have young people at the castle. And so the, that aspect of the ministry is kind of on hold, but then there's other things that have come about with doing different things. Okay, so we, we kind of like to hear stories because it stick to us better and we kind of hit home a little bit more, right? So could you tell us, I mean, I'd like to speak a little bit more about like who are the children that you talk to and what, do you have any good stories of people, you know, kids that you served and grew to live for the Lord? Um, you've been here for how many, I mean, since 94, how, you know, it's, I'm bad with math, 30, uh, almost, almost, almost 30 years, right? 28. Uh, 28. Wow. That's a, that's a very long time. You know, some of our listeners are not that old. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's huge. Right. So you've seen children and now they're like, have, you know, kids and maybe they, their kids. I mean, Lincoln was telling me about. I think, Liam, one of the kids who were, you know, you were helping, now their kids come sometimes hmm. so to, to, that, the, yeah, to, to the bottle camp, yeah. So you, you talk too much. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had a number of young people that have come through the house, and we're always happy to hear that they're, you know, going on for the Lord or doing well. Um, some of them are married now, have children of their own, and they'll bring them by occasionally. Um, we also have our son, Josh, who married Jude Warrens from England, and they have two children. So he's, he's not your real son, right? Because you said you have only no, three. He was, he was our foster son. He came actually before he was 18, so we had to get uh, permission from social services to have him come, where the other ones choose to come when they're 18. Um, so, yeah, do you have other stories too about other children? 
mean, we could probably tell you stories for a few hours, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the young people that have come through the house have all been different. I mean, they're, they're at different points in their life. Mm -hmm. They've chosen different paths. We've had some that have come through that um, went into nursing. We've had some that have come through that went into um, carpentry. Josh, who Leah mentioned, who's living in England, he went through the culinary program here in the Bahamas. And we've had other ones that are working in different fields or didn't choose to go on to school. And so they've, uh, they're have they out there working and, and doing well. Some of them we see um, still. Some of them will come by. Um, we, we won't say names probably, but um, there's a, a young family who the... The wife or the, the, the mother will still come. And just recently, she used to live here with two of her kids. And uh, just recently, she's asked us if we would watch the kids while she's working. And so there's still a connection with some of the young people that have come through the home. So the young, the two kids will come over and we'll watch them while mom's out doing stuff or if she's working and needs somebody to watch the kids. And so there's different relationships like that, depending on who the young people are and the connection still. That's wonderful. Okay, so I'm shifting the gears a little bit and asking a different question. So I'm sure living in the Bahamas, usually for people is like a vacation, but uh, for you, probably not always a vacation. Um, so I can imagine supporting a family, right? Because three kids and serving the Lord some days is challenging. Uh, I think it will help the audience that we listen to, like what to understand what kind of challenges, because people think of the Bahamas of like crystal clear ocean beaches and uh, a really laid back lifestyle. At least that was my thought process, which they do actually. In fact, behind the the backyard <laughs> is uh, is uh, is the ocean. <laughs> So if uh, you uh, want to help out at the at the Slaters, you will enjoy. Um, that's an advertisement. A nice, <laughs> a nice ocean view for your devotion in the morning. Uh, yeah. So what kind of uh, challenges do you face, and how do you handle your challenges? And this is a hard one, but have you questioned your decision of staying here in the Bahamas, or like, have you ever thought? You know, maybe I is that the right decision or not? I'm I'm asking this question because sometimes I think uh, young people and young adults will question and say, "Is this is the right path for me?" And, and I think it'll help them to understand people who have served the Lord for, like, not for three to four years and then left a missionary field, but lived, you know, for years and decided to make this their home. So um, could you help us answer this question? Sure. Um, I think both of us felt that the Lord called us here at different times for different, maybe different reasons. But um, through the years, we felt that the Lord would have us stay here. There's been different opportunities. We, it, life has taken turns. We started the, the learning center, then the home, then, we're, then our own home and our own children, and then the work at the assembly, which is continual. Um, but we really feel he has left us here. I mean, there's a chance that if the Lord decides that we're done here, then we have to go, we're not sure where, go back home. <laughs> um, he would have to make that clear. 
-hmm. We're not permanent residents. We, we have to apply to the government for permission to be here. And so that's always a question. In fact, our, um, our permit is up right now. It's in, our paperwork is in process right now for the next, the next um, set of time that we would be here. So that's always, I guess, in the back of our mind. But for right now, this is home. The children were born here. They feel as this is their home. And uh, yeah, we've gotten to know the the culture. The and even Liam is is planning to go to university here in the Bahamas, right? Yes, he's chosen to at least start here, and so hopefully that will all go well. I think another aspect for our children too is because they were born here. When they turn eighteen, they're allowed to go apply for their citizenship. And so Liam also, who's 17 and turns 18 in July, he'll plan to go apply for a citizenship at the Department of Immigration. And so it does, like Leah said earlier, it's moved from kind of a mission field to our home. Yeah. And, and so we're, we're here, we're working, we're serving. But at the same time, I mean, if the Lord, like anybody, if the Lord tells you, hey, you're going to go somewhere else, then you got to listen to that call, right? So I, I think you answered this question that if do you question your uh, being here and uh, you take it day by day, but it seems like evident from the circumstances and what the Lord that he's leading you, the open door is here in the Bahamas, right? Uh, but maybe answer a little bit more of a, the other question, which is, you know, what kind of challenges do you face in ministry? Well, I always say we see the flip side of paradise. Nassau is a city with mm -hmm. inner city problems. And from the beginning when we got here, we've just met a lot of kids with a lot of needs. There's a lot of dysfunctional families, not only here, but we realize um, in the States and other parts of the world as well. But that's basically the youth that we've worked with. And so... That alone has its challenges. They mm. come with different baggage, I would say, and things that they need to work through. And we try to point them that to the Lord and that even though maybe the life that they came from or the home that they came from um, was not maybe what the Lord had for them, but they can make a change and they can make a difference in who they're going to marry and how they're going to raise their family um, and change that and I, I think the, the common family structure is there's there are a lot of single moms. Um, dad might not be around, but as Leah mentioned earlier, I mean, it's not just the Bahamas. It's throughout the world where you see single parents uh, bringing up children. Um, a lot of the young people that we've worked with have had family difficulties. Either it's a single family, single parent family either mom is with the kids or dad is with the kids. Mm. And so you do, you do see it. But I mean, again, we, we've talked to people that have visited us all throughout Europe or wherever. And so they, they see some of the same things that we see here in the Bahamas too. But the majority of young people that we've worked with, um, not all, I mean, they're all some that are from families, mom, dad, um, brother, sisters, and, and things like that, so. Okay, so uh, most of the people who are gonna listen to this podcast will not come visit you. Hopefully some will, um, but, 
<laughs> Billy says uh, everybody needs to come visit. So. <laughs> they have uh, lots of beds here. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. Um, and uh, you have to cook a meal, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I guess everybody can pray though, right? So um, how can uh, our audience pray for you? Um, every day has its challenges, as everybody probably well knows. Uh, we're homeschooling the kids, so that takes up a good part of the day. A lot of the day is spent even just, it, it's hard to imagine, but for this small island, you spend a lot of time on the road, and Billy spends a lot of time just driving. Yeah. Peter, you did ask us about some of the challenges that we face here, and not necessarily from the assembly standpoint, but you just deal with things that I believe everybody in society deals with. Every once in a while, you'll have a flat tire. Every once in a while, the car will break down. In fact, when we were doing boys camp last year, the, the alternator belt snapped on the vehicle that we have. And so all of the boys from Bible camp and even some of the counselors were out pushing our car down the road to a neighbor across the street from chapel so that he could watch the car overnight and we could get it fixed the following day. So there's there's all of these, the regular challenges that you all in the US or you all in Europe who or whoever's listening to your podcast, I mean, it happens. You have a flat tire, you break down, the dryer breaks, the washer breaks, whatever. So there's always those challenges that kind of happen in our life, but sometimes it seems as if it's a little bit more difficult to resolve those problems because there's not a Home Depot down the road. There's not a Lowe's down the road. There's Sometimes you go look for a part and the auto store doesn't have the part. So you got to go drive to a different auto store. So, so there's always those aspects of just regular life that you, that you have to do, right? I mean, you have to mow the grass and sometimes the lawnmower doesn't work. And so there's those challenges as well on top of some of the ministry challenges that we, that we go through, either weekly, daily, monthly, or however. Yeah, I think it's beautiful and neat to know that our missionaries are... Uh, our believers who serve the Lord in other countries are human beings like us and they have the same needs that we have and kind of the, the, the challenges are the regular day-to-day -day basis problems that faces everybody. So we're kind of similar in that aspect. Yeah, just another aspect of just the assembly here is for years now, even when we first got here in, in the 90s, the chapel has always been uh, primarily youth. You know, there's there's not, I shouldn't say there's not, there, there hasn't been a lot of families, there hasn't been a lot of adults. And so the makeup of the assembly here is a lot of youth. And so in that regard, there's always youth work going on. And primarily just a few adults. I mean, Leah and I are here and we've been here and we've seen a number of, of people that have come through to support the, the mission work here. And, and they've either gone back home or gone on to somewhere else. Um, and so we're primarily youth again. And the one, I guess if you want to think of it as a frustration, the one frustration for us a lot of times is there's, there's young people that come for a number of years and then they either move away because around the chapel they'll live and so they'll get to the meeting. Um, but then after a few years, they'll, they'll either get pulled away from work or 
they'll get pulled away from, from the assembly in some regard. And so there's a lot of turnover, which is sometimes a frustration when you've worked with some of the young people for seven, eight, nine years, and now they're not going there anymore. And so we see a number of the youth that are there now with a core group that are coming to the kids club to Wednesday night Bible study and Sunday school that we pray. And, and if, if you think about praying for it as well, I mean, it's something that we would like to see the youth that have come for so many years now be established in the assembly, either breaking bread, getting baptized, becoming Sunday school teachers, becoming youth leaders, or however that would work in the future. But it's one, it's one thing that is definitely a prayer point that we've prayed about and we do pray about, that the young people would stay in the, in the assembly as they grow up and then become adults and then become a bigger assembly as we grow with them. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. So as, as we're closing here, I don't want to keep you longer, torture you more. Uh, but I think uh, this is, I think, the most important question, okay? So as, as we're closing... What would you like to tell our audience a piece of advice if they're praying about serving the Lord? Uh, what would be your advice for them? From, you know, a couple that have been serving the Lord for almost 30 years. You know, our age group of the audience is high teens to 20s and 30s, and they want to live for the Lord. I think if there's a desire to serve the Lord, um, it's very important that you get involved right where you are. Don't sit around waiting for something to happen. Um, if, if you have a youth work going on, Sunday school, camp work, anything like that, that you can get, get your feet wet, counseling, go ahead and, and do it. Um, if you're praying about where to go, if there's a mag team, short-term mission team where you can get your feet wet and see if this is what the Lord really has for you, um, take these opportunities when they come up. And the Lord will show you step by step. Um, even when I came down here, I just came down for a nine month. I took a nine month leave of absence from my job. And after being here just a short time, I felt that the Lord was calling me to serve here full time. So just taking that first initial step, which, wasn't, which was a challenge. And uh, by taking that step, then the Lord led further on. Yeah, no, I would have to agree with Leah. There, there are opportunities out there, but it's, it's even scriptural that you first work in, is it your, your Judea, and then go out from there. You know, you, you, if, and we've always, for us, we've always, we always question young people that would like to come down here on a mag trip. Are you already serving in your assembly at home, or are you serving in your meeting where you're at with a kids club or with a Sunday school, or are you involved with Bible camp work? Because you don't have to leave Europe. You don't have to leave America. You don't have to leave Canada or where you are to go serve the Lord. There's plenty of opportunities to serve the Lord right in your own hometown. And if you're looking for an opportunity overseas, you're more than welcome to come here. We have a summer program where we do vacation Bible school. We have a week of girls camp, a week of boys camp, and we're always looking for staff. Um, if you're called to do more hands-on mission, we have two work teams, one in November and one in March, where we do hands-on projects, painting, carpentry, cleaning, things like that. So there's something for everyone. Uh, I'd say, yeah, there's no shortage of coffee or donuts at their house. So. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's an advantage. Okay, well, thank you all for listening to us. Uh, we hope that this discussion made you think, gave you some answers, and maybe piqued your interest so you can dig deeper into the topic. Ultimately, our goal to start conversation, stimulate curiosity, and engage our critical thinking. What's the point to grow closer to the Lord and uh, live for Him? See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Patterns of Truth podcast. We invite you to join us for our next episode. And we also encourage you to check out patternsoftruth.org where we post articles every week for the encouragement and growth of Christ followers. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to submit them on our website. I'm Peter. Until next time.